Welcome to the second series in the Wallace Foundation's Principal Pipeline podcast. I'm Lucas Held, Director of Communications at the Wallace Foundation. And we've added this second series of podcasts in order to discuss major new findings from a study of the Foundation's six-year Principal Pipeline initiative. The multi-year implementation and effects study in the pipeline was conducted jointly by Policy Studies Associates and the RAND Corporation. And importantly, the evidence from this study of pipelines is strong enough to make pipelines eligible for federal funding under the Every Student Succeeds Act. Now, when we talk about a principal pipeline, we mean a comprehensive district-led effort to put into place four interlocking components, rigorous leader standards, high-quality pre-service principal preparation, data-informed hiring and placement, and well-aligned on-the-job support and evaluation, especially for new principals. Those four components can also be accompanied by system supports to help make pipelines work, and those include leader tracking systems and new roles for principal supervisors. Now, in prior episodes, we discussed the impact pipelines have on student achievement and principal retention, as well as how impact was measured and how pipelines are carried out. Our topic today is retaining principals. So let me give a warm welcome to my three guests. Doug Anthony is Associate Superintendent of Talent Development for the Prince George's County Public School System in Maryland, one of six districts that participated in the Wallace Foundation's Principal Pipeline Initiative. I'm also joined by Susan Holliday, Instructional Director, uh, also known in some quarters as a Principal Supervisor, and Jamie Coffin, Principal of Tulip Grove Elementary School, and both Susan and Jamie are also from Prince George's County. So thank you all very much for making the time to talk with us today. So let me start by briefly recapping the findings on principal retention from the RAND study. Now we know that student achievement was a main finding, but there were also findings on improved principal retention. Specifically, for every 100 new principals, pipeline districts saw nearly eight fewer losses after three years compared to new principals in comparison schools in other districts in the same state. And this matters because turnover is not only disruptive for teachers and students, but expensive for districts. And there may be an important educational benefit. Research suggests that the actions taken by principals to affect student achievement actually take time to implement and pay off for uh, students. So let's begin with you, Doug. Um, uh, how important is principal retention to Prince George's County? Uh, and is it always a good thing? That's a great question, Lucas. So thanks for having me. Um, so retention is extremely important, um, but I would qualify it by saying retaining effective principals is the key. Um, in Prince George's County, it's important because it creates a continuity for school communities as a whole. And so you want effective principals who understand how to build a community. They also stabilize a community in many instances by um, making sure that they have a quality teacher. An effective principal is a key lever in retaining a high quality staff. And so um, they create retention in a lot of spaces. So if we can retain an effective principal, it leads to having effective teachers and ultimately um, help stabilize the community. 
Well, that's really uh, uh, it's really helpful, and uh, that word stabilize, I think, is a very interesting uh, uh, interesting choice. And you mentioned that it's not just teachers; it's all it's all the staff. Um, so, what what are some of the ways that Prince George's County is working to retain uh, principals? So I think for, for Prince George's County, one of the ways is we want to provide as much support as we can. So not only through systemic professional development, um, but through on-the-job, day-to-day support. And so a key lever for our change in the district around support is the role of a principal supervisor, and in our case, an instructional director. Uh, instructional directors are, are one of the key levers um, for both retaining effective principals. Even in my own re- research, um, Lucas, I found in our district, when I looked at principal attrition, um, one of the things that our principal said was most helpful was an effective supervisor. Um, so it wasn't money, it wasn't other things. It was actually the role of an effective supervisor was a key conduit on whether or not they stayed. What were the principals telling you, Doug, that uh, uh, made a difference with supervision? Because to some, supervision is a scary concept. I want to be left alone. I want to be left alone, as Greta Garbo would say. <laughs> uh, so what were they doing that was of such value to principals? So I think really strong, phenomenal um, principal supervisors like my colleague Susan here are really good coaches that they actually know how they get the best out of their um, principles they know how to both lean into their strengths while giving them quality feedback on areas that they can grow um, I think the other thing is is how reliable and accessible a principal supervisor is the role of a principal is so complex these days that you really need both a sounding board and someone who can push your thinking at the same time um, who understands the role in the work that you do in a way that many others can't. And, mo- and all of our principal supervisors are former principals, so they, can, they understand the role and the context for the work of our principals. So let's now turn to um, Susan, who is an uh, 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 instructional director or principal supervisor. So Doug uses this really interesting metaphor of a, of a coach, and like all good coaches, uh, uh, he said, we lean into their um, strengths, but also challenge them in areas where they can get, get better. Um, uh, so how do you carry out such a role? And of course, your ears were burning yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, from the compliment. Definitely, how do you do it? definitely. Um, so I, I think it is a balancing act um, because we literally are their evaluator, but at the same time, we want to spend our time coaching and developing them. And some of that work comes with a lot of intentionality around school visits or conversations about what is an evaluative conversation. I'm coming tomorrow to do your formal observation. This is what it's going to look like. What would you like to be able to give? Um, what would you like me to give you feedback on versus um, you've been really working on giving teachers feedback. So what time next week do you want me to come and see that work? Um, A lot of it is just making sure that I'm very intentional with um, my school visits, but at the same time that we build this relationship um, of one of trust. Um, My job is to support them, but my job is to also grow and develop them. And um, as I uh, learned very early on, I can't be a super principal. So is um, my interactions with the principals are around grow it, growing and developing them in lieu of doing it for them. So when you say I can't be a super principal, does that mean sort of I can't be a shadow principal, kind of uh, second guessing everything they're doing? I, 
Um, I think it's more around um, is um, making sure that they know that I'm there to support them, but I'm, I'm not, I don't want to continue to feed them all the information. They can come, they can problem solve, they might text me and say, Susan, I need a thought partner. Here's what happened today. Or I'm really working on this. What are your thoughts? Um, with um, case management and being able to look at sometimes our um, actually the number of schools is I can't be in every school every single day. So that when um, when we talk about being the super principal, I have my job is to build their capacity, problem solve with them, grow and develop them, versus doing it for them. So so their growth is really your uh, your, your your success. I absolutely feel responsible for their growth and development. So let's now turn to uh, turn to Jamie. Uh, so you, you're a, a pipeline principal. You you went through the uh, pre-service. Tell us about the support you're receiving and how how that's affecting your uh, feeling of being uh, at, at at Tulip Grove and staying there. So I think one of the things is that. Um when I started as a new principal, it's just important to have someone that you can kind of lean on, um, and, and just kind of when you have when you need, you have questions or you need a thought partner or you just it's really just been a bad day, and I need someone to talk to to just kind of have that person available to be there to assist. Um, it's good to just have someone to lean on. I think that that's one of the reasons why I have stayed in Prince George's County is just because I know that there's a network of people who are there supporting me along this walk, along this journey of being a principal. So, Jamie, most of us will never, vast majority of us will never uh, uh, be a principal. What, what was that like walking into the school uh, the first day as, as a principal? <laughs> so it was kind of like jumping into a pool of water and not knowing how to swim. Um, but I think that you quickly learn how to swim I think that you quickly learn how to um, make decisions that are going to be in the best interest of your students and the teachers and the, the community that you serve. Um, you don't always have the right answer, but I think that that's where that network is so helpful because there's always a lot of people that you can lean on, whether it be your instructional director or just um, other mentors who serve in the capacity of coach. Um, there's always someone that you can kind of lean on to say, this is what I'm thinking. Is this right or is it wrong? And a lot of times they won't say whether or not it's right or wrong. They'll say, well, you need to think about this or you need to consider this or, and then allow you to kind of come to your own conclusion. So that, that has been helpful. So there's not always someone giving you the answer, but someone who's pushing you to just think a little bit deeper to kind of get to that place to where you need to be. That connects amazingly to Susan, how you described uh, your role. Definitely. Um, and realizing that that type of conversation only takes place when they know that my, their best interests. I mean, I want them to call when there's a problem, but I also want to call when it's, a, it's been success. Um, a lot of times we're easy to be able to identify what went wrong, but I also want to push them to say, well, you did really well, and how did you get there? To be able to replicate those efforts. Um, someone mentioned um, earlier today around this deficit model. A lot of um, our schools are doing things that are going very, very well, and they don't necessarily reflect on what went well, they um, reflect on what didn't go well. So that's another opportunity for um, principals to actually talk amongst each other and to network amongst each other. Like, you're doing this really well. What, how did you do that? I think it's also perhaps the case that, uh, it, at least in public discourse, uh, there's a lot of beating up uh, that happens of schools and perhaps not enough time celebrating uh, success. 
And uh, so I, 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 the, the principle has at times been described as an impossible, uh, impossible job, Jamie, and it sounds like this kind of coaching support makes a big difference. Well, I think because I think because we focus so much on like the standards that we have that we talk about what are the systems and structures that, that are in place to help you achieve the standards. So in that, yes, you may talk about these are things that are not going right, but you're also going to talk about what processes did you take to get things to go out to get things to turn out the right way. Well, how did you specifically create? You know, what space did you have and what did you do actually to create this structure for the data to increase in this way? What steps did you take? So you're able to have those conversations and not just be reflective on things that may not be going well, but also reflecting on all the things that you're doing really well, too. Really interesting. And this actually goes right back, Doug, to your observation that a good coach leans in on the strengths and also coaches folks to uh, find ways to, to, to address uh, areas that, 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 that can be improved. It, how have you created that um, culture across all of your uh, cadre of principal supervisors and schools? So we, we have a, a great talented um, staff in central office in our district. Really proud of all the people. You have fabulous associate superintendents and instructional directors. You have mentor teachers and leadership coaches. I'm sorry, mentor principals and leadership coaches. Um, and then you have curriculum instruction, human resources. It's really a collective effort where we've understood that, you know, at the heart of our work, and, and the Wiles research says this, right, that second to teaching the principal is the most critical factor in impacting student achievement. So as a system, we've really bought into that notion. We believe that that's true. And I think our efforts of support show that. And so um, hopefully if you were to talk to other principals outside of Jamie, you would hear the same kind of response. And I believe that you would. Um, but that's that's what we've done. We've just taken time to do this. And the Wiles work has been great for us to be able to do it. Well, that's great. To, great to hear. And maybe just to close, uh, uh, close, close off this uh, episode, um, Jamie, would you advise others to consider principalship? I definitely would advise others to consider the principalship. Um, it's great work. I mean, I think that, yes, I was not able to swim for a period of time. It was very difficult. I would never tell anyone that it wasn't. But I think that it took me maybe a couple of years to really get my footing. But now that I have it, I mean, I love what I do. I get out of my car every morning. I'm excited to walk into my school building. Um, I, I walk in and I know that there are really, really great things happening for children um, and also for teachers. Um, just going back to your previous question, I think a lot of, I think you're able to get a lot of the work done because you just are able to build positive relationships. And I think that that's not one of the things that we really talked about in this, this principal supervisor um, piece is that, is that relationship, that trust um, makes a world of difference. I think for me, walking into a building where my school culture was a, a little bit tough, having that relationship model for me helped me model that relationship within my building and really shifted the culture in my building to now where my teachers now have a voice where they're heard too. So I think it really, it has resonated just across the board. I think the pipeline, yes, is has been a great thing for principals, but I think principals who have gone through it and have experienced it have, for me, I've been able to turnkey a lot of that in my building, just developing my teachers. That's a very powerful observation. And it is said that culture of an organization, and, and as the saying goes, uh, culture eats strategy for lunch, uh, that this culture is created by all of our actions every day. And Susan, it sounds like your focus on transparency 
uh, and being upfront about what kind of conversation you're having contributed to that uh, building of trust. And would you advise people to consider being principal supervisors? Yes, it has been, um, it's interesting, it's been a, a culminating piece and being able to take a look at some of the, the previous experiences and realizing that some of the central office experiences that I had prior to, um, after leaving the principalship, clearly were a, um, some really nice building blocks. Um, because as much as we're navigating um, principals, we're also navigating central office at the same time to support principals. So that has also been truly helpful too. And speaking of helpful, I think this conversation uh, will be very helpful to our listeners. I think that you have uh, given us a, a window into um, the world of interlocking relationships uh, that form a, a, a district's culture and in turn a, a school culture. We've heard themes of supporting strengths and enabling growth that I think also could probably apply uh, to um, teachers uh, and, to, and to students as well. So with that, let me give a, a hearty thank you to um, our three terrific guests. We've had Doug Anthony, Associate Superintendent of Talent Development. Uh, we have had Susan Holliday, Instructional Director, and Jamie Coffin, Principal of Tulip Grove Elementary, all three from Prince George's County, which as I think you can hear, has a very cohesive vision uh, for leadership that uh, the district is uh, executing faithfully. So thank you again, and we'll join you next time.